great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Download the 77 WABC app. And coming up at 45 minutes past the hour, our Dominic Carter Cares segment. And at the end of the hour this morning, we will also be giving away two tickets to the Staten Island Ferry Hawks game on July 30th, where before the game, we, the WABC softball team, will be playing against the NYPD softball team. So it's going to uh, be interesting, and I, I hope that the NYPD is ready because we are going to bring it. That is what we are going to do. So now on to my topics. This is horrible, but you knew this was going to happen. The Harlem bodega worker, Jose Alba, is too scared to leave home even after the murder charge is dropped. Can you blame him? Of course not. Standing by something that is impossible to defend. AOC <laughs> defends that fake handcuff stunt at a protest uh, the other day after criticism. And look at this. Look at who's suddenly complaining about the consequences of President Biden's open borders policy. Two big city Democratic mayors. Why? Because they're now feeling the pain themselves. The mayor of New York City and the mayor of Washington, D.C. And Democrats uh, silent about the uh, migrant uh, situation at the border now know what the governors of Texas and Arizona, what their lives are like, what they feel like. So migrants are being sent to New York City. By the way, we have a homeless crisis in this city with the shelter system, right? And these are people coming in with no ties at all to the local community, to the local homeless system, and they're being sent here by... The fellow Democrat in the White House, President Biden. So this week, Adams said more than 2,800, 2,800 asylum seeking uh, migrants uh, entered the city shelter system. And uh, uh, Adams is calling on the Biden administration to send additional resources. You know what, folks, I'm going to uh, mix things up a bit this morning before I go into detail of the stories. And we're going to go to your telephone calls to start out the program this morning. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. John in Brooklyn, good morning and welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Dominic, it's good to talk to you about I just want to advise you and the audience to beware as to how certain public institutions will spin the Alba case and other related issues from a woke crit perspective. And these institutions are as follows. Central Branch Brooklyn Public Library, the Brooklyn Book Festival, and wait, 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 John, Albert, John, John, wait, wait, John, what, what do those institutions have to do with the Alba case? They are going to try to present a situation where they'll say that Bragg, Bragg was legally right to 
But John, John, I'm not follow, I'm not following you. Well, why? Well, why would? Why would? A, why would a, a book showcase be commenting or issuing statements on the Manhattan DA? They've done this in the past. They they have for the last for since the 2015 Brooklyn Book Festival, for example, they were advocating strictly in favor of Black Lives Matter, condemning police condemning congressional officers, and to a lesser extent, both Central Branch, Brooklyn Public Library, and the New York Public Library's Schomburg Center have also had similar programming. This has to stop. We need to be vigilant. If the Brooklyn Book Festival, I know, will be issuing its 2022 schedule in about a week or two, Right. I, I, I follow what you what you post on social media, John, and, and you don't like these types of institutions uh, using tax dollars to make uh, political statements. I hear absolutely. you. I, I hear you. And I thank you for the call. I just wanted to circle home, if you will, the point that that um, that you were trying to make. Let's go to Joseph in Portchester. Good morning, Joseph. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, I want to make two uh, <clears throat> really quick points. Uh, with regards to the young man who actually shot dead the gunman in Indianapolis or Indiana, whichever yes. the case may be. Yes. Uh, basically, he, he, dem- he clearly demonstrates why there's a Second Amendment. You need people like that on the spot when something is happening in order to put a stop to it. And that being said, we need a private uh, – the Second Amendment does convey a personal right to for own firearms. Secondly – with regard to the police, you have to remember they're responders. They only show up. Okay, after okay, jo- Joseph, happens. Joseph, right? But but you make this point. I'm trying to understand why do you make this point constantly? Yeah, but I'll I'll tell you why. And so far as that, again, in a free society, you have to rely on yourself to defend yourself against the growing hordes of criminals and a tyrannical government. That's why you have a Second Amendment. And second, one last point. Look at the fate. When you live in a city like New York, okay, most big cities in the United States now have majority minority police departments. In plain English, most of the officers in big cities run by Democrats come from the same and, and, two groups in society who commit most of the crime. Okay. Blacks okay. And so-called Hispanic. Okay. All right. All right. I want to throw up. Okay. Okay. Wait. Don't, don't cut them off. Jo- Joseph, I, I, you have me completely lost. My head is spinning. What you're basically saying is that minority police officers cannot properly police because because of their race. Am I clear? Is that what you're saying to me right now? Listen to me. I'm wait, 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 Joseph. Joseph, I'm trying to follow you. Is that what you're saying to me? Because if that's what you're saying to me, it is ridiculous. Listen to me. Is that what? Black no, I don't have, want to listen to you. Is that what you're saying? No, you're damn right. Okay, you're saying. done. You you're you done. Thank you for the call. Anyway, folks, Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. The Harlem Bodega worker, right? When the district attorney didn't come out immediately and call this for what it is self defense. This is what happens. A man scared for his life. The mayor, by the way, Mayor Adams, um, who had previously stood up for Mr. Alba, is calling Mr. Braggs, the district attorney's move to dismiss the charges, the right decision. The mayor says, and I'm quoting here, I think in this case we had an innocent, hardworking New Yorker that was doing his job and someone was extremely aggressive towards him. I believe that after the DA's review, the DA, in my opinion, made the right decision. Now, Mayor Adams, for his part, and I'm going right back to your telephone calls in just a a second, uh, just diverting for a second, Mayor Adams uh, says that it's time to think outside the, quote, toolbox um, with other elected officials from around the country to attempt to reduce gun violence amid all the shootings that are occurring here. 
uh, including one just about 48 hours ago that killed a 14-year-old. So the mayor appeared on uh, Good Morning America with the mayors from Buffalo, St. Louis, and Little Rock. And Mayor Adams says it's time to think outside the box. Well, we have clearly identified that we're dealing with the same problem, a $9 billion industry that their profits are turning pain into our communities. And so we want to mobilize, strategize, learn from each other and see best practices. We were successful in decreasing uh, shootings and homicides in the city, uh, but we have a long way to go. A long way to go. So back to Jose Alba, and I'm about to return to your telephone calls. He may be free of the murder charge, but the wrongfully charged bodega worker uh, has told the New York Post that he's still too traumatized to leave his home. To leave his home, quote, he does not want to go out. He claims that he and his family have seen uh, some bad online posts regarding the fatal stabbing of uh, Austin Simon, the violent ex-con who had attacked him behind the counter. And we literally had a caller last night that was trying to defend Mr. Simon when this guy came over the counter and was super aggressive, and unfortunately, uh, he lost his life. But let's go back to the telephone calls Let's go to uh, Terrell in Harlem. Good morning, Terrell. What's on your mind? Yeah, this case reminds me of... Okay. All right. So let's go to Pete in Staten Island. Good morning, Pete. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, Dominic. You know, with that guy in the store there, he was in the area where where he has cash registers and stuff. Once that guy came over the counter... He was in his territory, and that man could only fight for his life. Now, are they going to turn this around? They're going to make it a race thing. I'm tired of this. I really am tired of this because it's not. This is crimes. This is stealing. Now, Pete, I'm going to give you your say. But the last time I checked, this involved two men of color one African-American and the other uh, a Dominican-American. So I don't see how they can say that it's race, but they are actual people. One called up here last night sounding like an absolute nut that are defending Mr. Simon and and claim that uh, that uh, Mr. Alba is the one that, it's, uh, that is at, at fault here. And that's impossible, Pete. As you just mentioned, when you come over the counter, it's a game changer. That's right. And the thing is that I heard that that man, Mr. Alton, he's got to have a, a bracelet on, and he can't leave his house. So how is he going to work? Well, the, so, the, you know, the, the, bracelet, the, the, the bracelet the bracelet that was extremely tight around his leg, it has been removed. It was removed a few hours. Thank God at, for that. After the district attorney um uh drop the uh the charges uh against him. So that is no longer the case. But 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 Pete, how, how does this man 61 years old, how does he get 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 on with his life? He's going to be afraid be in anywhere he goes. To go back to work. I would be scared to go back and work that counter because somebody will come back and retaliate on him. Some idiot that don't realize that this whole thing, that man was defending himself. You know, what the caller said about the police, the police are there to protect, but usually after the case to solve the case because right. who knows what's going to happen. I mean, you know, who knows? You think they have a crystal ball that knows that this deli's going to get robbed? You know, right. Nobody knows. And, 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 Pete, I thank you for the call. Not just Mr. Alba being afraid to return to that store. Mr. Albert, for, for good or bad, is now a celebrity uh, or, or infamous, whichever term you want to use, with that distinctive beard. Uh, everyone has seen his face on television. So he's a, a victim for a potential attack against him anywhere that he goes. And so it cannot be a good feeling if you're Jose Alba, when you didn't do anything wrong. 
William in Asbury Park. Good morning, and you're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning. Um, it's a shame what that man has to live through because of these fools, and I hope he gets one large civil settlement. But let's let I, I think we need to start talking about criminal charges for these prosecutors and these mayors and these governors allow these cities to fall into bedlam. A dereliction of duty. Right, but the district attorney, district attorneys, unlike the police officers, they have surprise, surprise, full immunity. Qualified immunity, right? Right, they have full immunity. Yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah, so you yeah, can't, you can't sue them. I forgot about that part. You, yeah, you're most wise, sir. Uh, thank you for taking my call. And thank you. I thank you for the call. The other issue we're dealing with, as I mentioned, that you know what, it was fine when it was Texas dealing with the migrant issue. It was fine when it was Arizona dealing with the migrant issue. Now those governors are putting them on a bus and saying, hey, Delaware, you you love this so much, here you go. Hey, New York, you love this so much, here you go. Now Mayor Adams says 2,800 migrants have flooded the New York homeless shelter system. We're already stretched. And let's keep in mind, these are taxpayer dollars. Elena, Bergen County, New Jersey, good morning. What's on your mind? Elena, are you with me? Yes, I am. Go Can right you ahead. hear me? Yes, go yes. ahead. Okay. My comment is, what was New York City thinking of when they said they wanted to be a sanctuary city? Who did they think was going to pay for all this? Because it's and politically correct. It's polit- We welcome everyone. It's politically correct. So if it, you're right, though, Elena. If it was politically correct when you wanted to be a sanctuary city, well, then deal with the bill. But, yeah. the, but the bottom line is the politicians are not facing the bills. We are going to face the bills. Right. But the politicians are now looking towards the federal government. Where is the federal government responsible for New York's inability to balance their budgets? One more time, Elena. When is the federal government responsible for? New York City's inability to balance their own budget. Well, but but it's it's a two-sided coin and the other the flip side of that coin is that uh, that the Biden administration it's almost like a, a unfunded mandate. The Biden administration is sending these migrants without the full support to to cover the bill. And we're stuck with the bill. And so the mayors are saying, "Wait a minute now, President Biden, you've got to help us with the bill." I don't understand why America can't simply shut down the border and go back to the Trump policies, period, period. Elena, I I thank you for the call, Bergen County. Let's go to Forest Hills, our friend Stan. Let's see what Stan has to say about this. Good morning, Stan. Hey, how are you? I'm doing well, and I hope you're well. Okay. Uh, First of all, I want to say quickly, I'm glad you put an end to Joseph because he is what he is, a racist and an anti-Semite. You caught him at it because he goes, sneaks around it, and he's not Joseph. That's not his name. Anyway, I wanted to say that. Hope you'll find out again to catch him again. Uh, my suggestion to the mayor of the city of New York, get these people and put them back on a bus to Texas. Who the hell is the Texas to send them here? Okay? Now, let's understand something about immigration, which it seems to be nobody seems to remember this. They got dementia. For 50 years, this has been a problem. 50 years. Republicans have not dealt with it. Democrats have not dealt with it. It's gotten worse. Neither party has dealt with it. I don't blame the president at all, and I sure as hell blame other presidents as well, because he just got started with this thing and so forth. Uh, He tried to put up legislation so that the the Republicans killed it. So please don't cry to me as to why, why these people. I'd send them back to Texas. Who the hell are they? You know, they got enough problems already. Okay, over but, there. Wait, but wait a minute, Stan. So it's okay for Texas to foot the bill, but it's not okay for New York? No, it's not. Why should we fit the bill for them coming into Texas? But I mean, I'm not responsible for what they do in Texas. Their, their job but, is they but, got state police. Okay, but, but, okay but wait, wait. But why are they coming into Texas? 
They're through Mexico. What do you mean, why are they, they coming? They're coming into Texas because Biden basically has opened the borders. No, that's not necessary. I hear this line all the time. Okay? So, how, so how are they getting there? Uh, they're sneaking in under the borders. Also, the narco people are bringing them in. Okay, who has a deal with the narco agents? So, so, Bi- so Come Bi- on, Bi- that's what's going hey, on. Hey Stan, so Biden has no responsibility. He has a, some responsibility. Absolutely, I would put troops down there. I've suggested put army troops along the border via Texas and so forth, all the way down. Uh, I don't think they'll do it. But that's what the and wall's not going to stop this garbage. The narcos have this thing tied up. And here's something that no one is still thinking about. The agents that are down there on the borders, possibly, I'm not saying it, could be on the take. Who knows? They may be taking money. Right. I mean, the narcos got plenty. I'm not Stan, saying they are. Stan, but the Stan I, I, I hear you, but, but this is one where we disagree, and I thank you for the call. But in other words, it's everybody else's fault except for the president of the United States and his policy. Folks, we are going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to the Bronx, Yonkers, Brooklyn, Long Island. We're going to be taking a lot of your telephone calls, and it is time for the 77 WABC clip of the day. Listen to Bernie and Sid in the morning, the number one rated news talk radio morning show in New York City, weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Here, Sid reacts to AOC. We'll have more on that story faking her own arrest, and seemingly getting away with it. AOC, she was outside the Supreme Court yesterday, and they were protesting Roe versus Wade. And she's outside the Supreme Court in an effort to become the hero of the day. She gets arrested, and they handcuff her, and the police are walking her out. And she becomes the face of the protest, except there's one problem. There was no arrest, and even funnier... There were no handcuffs. In fact, AOC puts her hands behind her back as if she was handcuffed. And the moron, instead of playing it out, actually raises her fist. W-A-B-C. They say this is a big, rich town. I just come from the poet's part. Bright light city life, I got to now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back. So the A- I see all of your calls. We're going to go right back to them. The AOC situation. So she is insisting that she was not pretending to be in handcuffs. When she put her arms, I think my laugh uh, says it all. When she put her arms behind her back after being arrested at a pro-abortion demonstration outside the Supreme Court. She tweets, no faking here. Right? The New York Democrat. And then she goes on to say, I mean, why not just let it go? The video speaks for itself. You got caught. You slipped, you raised your hand, let it go. She posts on Twitter, putting your hands behind your back is a best practice while detained, handcuffed or not, to avoid escalating charges like resisting arrest. That's what, uh, that's her answer, AOC, to this uh, situation. Oh, let's go, let's go. I'm almost speechless. Let's go to uh, Michael in Brooklyn. Good morning, Michael. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. It's always great to talk to you. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Absolutely. So I just, I think it's kind of outrageous everything with Holden Alba. And what's even more outrageous is how Rudy Giuliani was getting so much heat for what happened when he got slapped on the back. And Eric Adams was going, um, you know, saying how it's such a tragedy how this man spent a day in jail and, you know, it should have never happened. But Jose Alba got five days in jail, a murder charge, house arrest, and I don't see Eric Adams or anyone apologizing to this man for doing everything that they did to him. And now this guy's scarred and scared to leave his own house and go back to work. And 
Well, he's so much worse off than this guy who pushed Mayor Giuliani. Michael, uh, Mayor Adams has been in Mr. Albert's corner from uh, when this incident uh, happened. Um, But you do make a a good point here, comparison, right? So the Mayor Giuliani situation, I still feel it was despicable what that shop right worker did to Mayor Giuliani. He's standing there talking to people. The mayor does not see him walking up. The guy clearly doesn't like Giuliani, and he pushes him or pats him on the back. But again, look at the mayor's head. The mayor's head jerks forward a little bit. The compare that I just thought about, Michael, as you were speaking. So we know that uh, Mayor Adams' uh, personality, just imagine if it happened to Mayor Adams. Would it be the same? Would he have the same response? that the guy that did it is innocent or or with the mayor's uh, police detail pounce immediately. We already know the answer. They would pounce immediately on the suspect, call a 1013. There'd be cops flying out of everywhere, and this guy would have been arrested and on Rikers. So just change the mayor's. And it would have been a completely different type of situation. Let's go to our friend Audrey in Brooklyn. Good morning, Audrey. What's on your mind? Good morning, and thank you for taking my call. Of course, Audrey. I want to say, Stan, thanks for letting me know you got my back. But anyway, um, <laughs> this is the bodega. Oh, I, I can I can understand his being traumatized right now. But um, I think maybe they should stay away from that social media, you know, with the posts and stuff. I feel anyone that has to post something on Facebook is a coward. I don't use it because that's how cowards come out. But maybe he should speak to um, this someone and see if he can get another job somewhere else because he did not own that bodega. And I, I feel for him, but life's got to go on. And, and I just hope he gets over that. But I can imagine. I can imagine. Well, well if you're Jose Alba. I, I I wouldn't even feel comfortable going on the subway system if I'm him. Now, right now, yes. But I'm only saying it because I've I've been part of some nonsense that traumatized me. Um, as an EMT, walked into a, 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 a space, and all of a sudden, one of the guys started shooting, and we were in the hallway. It took me like a week or so just to go back to work. So just the thought of being in, in, a, in a spot where maybe I could have lost my life, but he didn't. He's been acquitted, but, you know, that's something hard to go through. I, I can't imagine, you know, the whole nonsense with the criminal stuff. But the DA's got a job, and maybe some folks will read up about it because it's not that he made a mistake. So well, that's what I Audrey, Audrey, as always, I thank you uh, for your telephone call. Let's yeah. go. Thank you, and have a good day. Let's go to Neil in Staten Island. Good morning, Neil. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Yeah, the mayor's all over the place. He said that he welcomes all asylum seekers to New York, and now he's complaining that we're going to have to pay for these, uh, what is it, 2,800 people? Yes. He doesn't care that thousands of people are going to be driving into Manhattan. They're going to charge him 11 to $15 just to drive into Manhattan with their own cars. He's going to be soaking the public. No one cares about that. They don't care that the governor says, come on to New York, everybody, get your abortion. We'll pay for it. No one cares about that. So, I mean, you know, these Democrats— uh, either they don't care or they want to soak you. They're, they're not consistent. Well, you, you know what, Neil? I, I thought I was the only one that was a little upset at the fact that New York officials are saying, come on down. If you want to have an abortion and your state is restrictive, come here and we'll pay for it. I thought I was the only one that that had noticed that and was offended by it because it at what point are we going to run out of money? I mean, I, I just, I just, listen, I'm pro-choice, but New York picking up the tab, to your point, Neil, uh, the, the state, the city can only do but so much, can only do but so much. And on the uh, migrant front, when it was Texas uh, problem and Arizona problem, nobody had anything to say. But now Arizona and Texas are saying, oh, you want to see America? Well, here's a bus ticket and go to D.C., go to Delaware, go to New York. And, I mean, nobody's noticing that, okay, they may not speak English, 
but they know how to go get the services, right? They know how to go get the taxpayer-paid services, the Medicaid, the the uh, emergency. And once you're in the shelter system, like any other person, does that mean that these migrants are going to go to the top of the list for available apartments? Because that's what happens. That's why many people go into the shelter system. So, Neil, before I let you go, ultimately, what do you think happens here? I don't know, but I mean, you call them migrants. I call them illegals. They got no business being here in the first place. Right. You well, I, I hear you, Neil, and and I um, I thank you uh, for the call. Let's go to Bob in Yonkers. Good morning, Bob. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. How are you? Good, good. I'm good, and I hope you're doing well. Um, Adams has to go as well as the governor and Brandt. All three of them are killing the city. Did you ever see the movie Escape from New York with Kurt Russell? I have, but I don't remember it much. But go ahead. Well, Manhattan was a dumping ground for all criminals. All five boroughs are going to be a dumping ground for all criminals. I'm telling you, it's, it's bad, bad news. As a retired cop, let me tell you something else. Unless they bring back the uh, liability rule for cops, nothing's going to change in this city. I'm telling you right now, cops are not going to risk losing their jobs and their pension and their houses unless they bring that rule back. I'm surprised it's not a mass demonstration in the city by law enforcement to do that. Otherwise, the city's going to be finished. Well, I, I can only hope and pray, Bob, that, that your uh, assessment uh, does not prove to be true. But right now, it seems like uh, it's sure-headed in the direction of what you're indicating, Bob. I, I thank you for your telephone call from Yonkers to New Jersey. Good morning, Michael. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hello. You have to excuse my voice. I have COVID now. Uh, the main thing that I wanted to speak with you about that I believe that it is the most important thing is that you do take Peter's calls and other people like him just to show the whole world, the cross-section of the people of this world and how they think. I, I really believe that that's important. Well, I'm a first-time caller. I'm calling basically because of the ridiculousness of what Stan uh, said. Okay, well, 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 Michael, I, I try to give everybody an opportunity, right? So, and and we can agree to disagree on any given issue. I don't have a problem with that. But when you start questioning, you know, Peter was saying some awful things, and this is not the first time that he's done it. He makes it very, very personal, and I'm a self-hating black man. I don't like black people. I hate black people. When, I mean, you don't think there are things that I could say back, but it's beneath me. Because, number one, the number one question is, well, Peter, what have you ever accomplished in your life? What have you ever done besides calling up here saying horrible things to me? So, you know you know what, Michael? But wait, one more time. You feel I should take his calls because of what reason? Because I feel that it is important to educate. I believe that you are there to educate people. I believe that it is important to educate everyone in this world about all the different types in this world. I believe in, in, in you know, knowledge is power. So, so, Michael, would you take calls from someone who is just constantly attacking you, and you know what the person is saying is so far removed from reality, would you do it? Who is the bigger person, Dominic, you or he? Right, right, and and, and, and I, I agree with you on that point. But, but you didn't answer my question. You punted on my question. You're in my place now, and this guy just keeps calling you, saying horrible things to you, because you know what I find amazing? When, for the first 10 years of my career, when I was covering police brutality cases, because that's what I was assigned, I was a hero in the community. I've received numerous awards from the New York Association of Black Journalists, the Associated Press, on and on and on and on and on, the National Association of Black Journalists. But now that I'm letting my personal views come out, which may be a little too conservative for the Peters of the world. Now, now I'm just a horrible person that hates black people. 
So would you take the calls, Michael, with someone constantly attacking you every time you calling you stupid and all types of stuff? Would you do it? My answer to that is a definite yes, because I believe that it is our job to educate people in this world. Hmm. Okay, well, well, we'll do it on a um, on a case by case basis. That's the base I can. That's the best I can tell you right now, Michael. But I will tell you this: he does it one more time. I will never take his telephone call again. Period. Because a person can make their points or their point without making me the center of their point. Don't take your frustration out. So, for example, he's mad because I won't defend the ex-con that lost his life. How can I defend him? What he did was horrible. The ex-con. I, I, how, you've got to be mentally ill to think that the ex-con did the right thing. I mean, please tell me, Michael, that you don't think he did the right thing. May I speak about another issue? Quickly? No, no. Can you answer my question quickly? Do you think that ex-con did the right thing? No, definitely not. Okay, so quickly, go ahead on your other issue. Um, <clears throat> like I said, I have COVID, so it's difficult for me. Okay, to Michael, please, um, I'm pressed okay, for time. Uh, the right, other okay. issue. Because because of what uh, Stan getting away with that comment that people are sneaking in when they are being welcomed in just so the Democrats can get more votes, that is ridiculous. Okay. All right. Well, I hear you, Michael, and I and I uh, thank you for the call. It is now time for a break. I see all of your calls. We're going to go to uh, Jennifer in Boston, LQ in the Bronx, Long Island, Bristol, Connecticut, and Queens. I'll be right back with my Carter Care segment here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. Highlighting stories that hit close to home, from your burrow to your dinner table. This is Carter Cares. Folks, I am still thinking about 21-year-old Darius Lee. He was not just a headline to me. The NYPD is offering a $10,000 reward to anyone who can help them track down the shooters who opened fire outside a Harlem Father's Day cookout, killing the college basketball star and wounding eight others. Darius Lee was struck June 20th with a stray bullet in the Harlem River Park near the Harlem River Drive and East 138th Street at a barbecue organized by a local rapper when rival groups started shooting at each other, literally. So a hail of bullets hit nine people, including Lee, who was fatally shot. He had been on summer break, summer break from college, from Houston Baptist University, where he played and was a star for the Huskies basketball team there. He was due to graduate from college months later in December. Coming up, that day never happened. The young man is no longer with us. NYPD putting up $10,000. Please, someone knows something, please say something. It's not cool to keep information from the police. That's just what the moron criminals have brainwashed you to believe. I don't care what television show tells you that it's cool. You know, some of the shows on HBO, oh, we don't cooperate with the police. Well, how do you think Mr. Lee's murder is going to get solved? 
We are still going to be giving away the uh, pair of tickets to the Fairy Hawks uh, baseball game on July 30th, and the WABC softball team will be playing the NYPD softball team. We'll get to that in just a couple of minutes. And coming up at the top of the hour, Frank Marano and the other side of midnight. Right now, back to the phones, Jennifer in Boston. Good morning, Jennifer. Hi, Dominic. I'll try and be concise. I have two points. Um, first, on um, Peter's phone call to you, I always think when I hear someone like that, it says a lot more about the person speaking than it does about the person they're speaking to. And I thought to myself as I heard him, I wonder if he would have thought Martin Luther King Jr. was a uh, self-hating black man because of the way he conducted his life, what he expected of people, the peace at all costs, the code of conduct he, he expected people to follow if they were going to protest with him, um, and the dignified manner in which he conducted his life. Um, and the fact that he expected the same of others. I guess that made him a self-hating black man. And look at all that that one man accomplished because he stuck to his guns and he knew it was right and he had faith and he did the right thing. So God bless him and God bless you. Hey, Jennifer, um, I'm going to let you make your second point, but I do want to say yeah. this, and I thought about whether or not I should should say this or not. But so today we're we're all hot, 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 or I should say yesterday, but it's continuing. And so some relatives brought up, and their names will stay um, uh, uh, nameless, uh, brought up some uh, some kids from the city to my home, and young kids, right, uh, that happen to be foster kids, and, and, I'm, and they're toddlers. And I'm looking at the kids, and I'm like, here we go again. Um, my wife and I are going to have to help raise a new generation of kids after we've done it for like two or three different generations. And and I thought about what Peter was saying to me on the radio, and I thought about it, and I said, you know what? He's not even talking about the the Harlem ex-con in a negative way, but he's lashing out at me. Why? Because he's been programmed that as a black man, I'm supposed to say that blacks make no errors. All people make errors. All people make mistakes. But, Jennifer, I, I just found it interesting that uh, Peter, you know, he's lashing out at me. I'm stupid. I'm this. And I'm self-hating black. But you don't have anything to say about the ex-con that stormed over the counter. And you're mad because I won't defend that reckless behavior. But please continue, Jennifer. And I do, I do find, um, you know, I'm only a Caucasian woman. I know I suppose I have no right to say this. But I do find that people like Peter, when they speak with such, I mean, he, I, I don't know, he was, he was very um, ugly in the way he spoke. And when I think of people like uh, um, Ben Carson and the names he's been called at Clarence Thomas, does just anyone, not necessarily even a conservative, but someone that's not full in on, on the thug life, you know, you're somehow letting down the community. That's what I hear. And to me, it's the most absurd thing. I look at the contributions of people like you, and I've said this to you before, why, People are looking up to, you know, rappers or whatever in the thug life to these criminals instead of people like you and the other men I mentioned, you know, just off the top of my head. I will never understand, but I appreciate you for the person you are. And last but not least, regarding the illegals, stand out to look up some numbers and some things. Uh, as far as why should New York have to pay, does he know that New York is paying for the college tuition for illegal immigrants and yet they voted not the state assembly did not pay for the college tuition for family members of gold star families. They had to be shamed into it and go back and take another vote. But on the same boat, they voted no to gold star family members, college tuitions, but yes to illegals. And uh, as of uh, six years ago, we were spending well over $200 billion a year on illegal immigration. Now, add to that the tens of millions that have come in since then, including the over 2 million that have come in under Biden. And we're going to have 10 million under Biden by the time he's out. And who does he think is going to be paying for those? Stan doesn't think he's paying for any of those. I'm not paying for them. You're not. And we have we have veterans and many, many families that are just struggling um, in our own country. And yet we're inviting the rest of the world in. And like you said, it's not he Biden has an open door policy. There's got a flashing neon sign. All are welcome. And anyone that doesn't think it's for votes, you're out of your mind. So that's all I'll say about that. But thanks. And um 
I look forward, forward to hearing LQ. I love his calls and Hudson, too, from last night. Those guys well, are great. So thank, they, thank you for the call, it. Jennifer. You you mentioned uh, LQ, so let's go from Boston to the Bronx. Good morning, LQ. LQ, you got a fan up in Boston. Well, thank you, Jennifer. I'm your fan, too. Um, the, the One of the callers said that, you know, Adam missed that, uh, that uh, the, um, these immigrants have been snuck in by the bat, uh, uh, Biden administration at this uh, middle of night. I don't know why um, um, Adams had kind of missed that. That is not just you know coming in the other ways, and the Ukrainians is gonna uh, you know is gonna come in, and um, uh, they gonna get the, the they'll get the money somehow somehow or another. Jennifer is right. All this money. Co- coming in and more is coming in and uh, they, they'll get the money and I'm I'm going to say I'm going to really I believe it's going to they're going to try to make them be able to vote for the Democratic Party well it, it's surely going to be uh, interesting to see how this all plays out LQ but but I and I understand the, the point that that this is for Democratic votes but I mean it, it, this is wrong on so many levels in terms of what's going on. It's just not fair to people that have played by the rules uh, coming to the country. It's not fair to the rest of us. I can go on and on and on. The benefits, who's going to pay for all of this? Rich in Mount Vernon, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Just want to say you're doing a great job. Keep keep bringing the facts and keep moving forward. That's very kind of you to say, Rich. I thank you uh, for the call, and you have a beautiful morning. Let's go from Mount Vernon to Kentucky. Let's say good morning to Mark. Good morning, Mark. What's on your mind? Hey, hey buddy. How you been? I'm doing well. I'm just short on time, so go ahead, Mark. I, I know you're dog. Let, let me tell you something. Everybody's moaning and groaning, and, and this guy... The difference between black and white and everything else. Let's get let's get let's get along, man. That's it. I'm coming from from Kentucky, and it it's just laid back here. Well, and I've missed you for I, a long time on the radio. I, well, thank you. My wife and I like you. Well, thank you, Mark. I I hear you, but to the point that Jennifer up in Boston made. If you, I'm just going to be frank. If you are a person of color like myself, and you dare go against the narrative that the far left has put out, then you are a self-hating black, you can't stand black people, you hate yourself. I mean, it goes on and on and on and on. But, you know, I'm a big boy, and I, I can take it. It just, Mark, I thank you for the call. It just saddens me that rather than dealing with the issue, You'd rather attack me. But if you think I'm going to stand up here and defend that ex-con in the Jose Alba case, then you might as well call call up and call me a self-hating black every night because that's not going to happen. And by the way, folks, it is Christmas in July. Christmas in July. Not really, but 77 WABC and the Staten Island Ferry Hawks are giving 77 WABC listeners a chance to win a pair of tickets for the Ferry Hawks game on July 30th versus the Lancaster Barnstormers. So right now, right now, if you are the seventh caller to our call screener at 800-848-WABC, you will have yourself a pair of tickets for the July 30th Ferry Hawks game. Be the seventh caller right now, 800-848-9222, and the pair of tickets are yours. But that's not it. That's not it. Prior to the Ferry Hawks game on the 30th, 77 WABC will take the field and take on the NYPD. I will be there playing as well in a softball game, and one of the lucky ticket winners will be randomly selected to be the first base coach. So that means you can say, Dominic, take a bigger lead off of first. Dominic, steal second. No steal leading second. or stealing <laughs> in softball. Really? No. 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 Whoever coaches should know that. 
Okay, well. <laughs> I will coach whoever coaches. <laughs> so I stand corrected. That's right. But, folks, give us give us a call, and we're going to go right back to your telephone calls. Joining me right now, Frank Marano, the other side of midnight. Good morning, sir. What's Good, coming up this uh, well, morning? we got an action-packed show, as we do each and every Thursday. We're going to go live to Atlantic City for the AC Report. We're going to do our weekly check-in with our colleague, Brian Kilmeade. I'll ask him if he's playing in this softball game. And we're going to continue this conversation that we had last week with uh, this fellow, Edward Belbruno, who's a mathematician and a scientist and an artist. Uh, We ran out of time last week just as this conversation was getting going. And then in the 2 o'clock hour, I'm going to talk with trends forecaster Gerald Salente, who's got a big rally coming up in Kingston for peace. And uh, they've got a lot of great folks there, Judge Andrew Napolitano and others. And he's someone that thinks we should be ratcheting down the tensions in Ukraine rather than contributing to the ratcheting up. So I'm going to talk to him, and we'll find out why. So another great show. Hope so. Fantastic. Let's go back to the phones together. Marianne and Queens, you're talking to Frank Morano and Dominic Carter. Good morning, Frank and uh, Dominic. Uh, yes, uh, this is to answer um, stand about uh, Biden being guilty of what's going on with immigration. During the campaign, he had the open borders policy, and he invited them publicly to come here that they were welcome. In the way here, a reporter in Spanish asked them if they would stay in Mexico, and they said no way, because the Biden administration promised us to give us at least $7,000 each, but we had to set foot in the United States. So what I'm saying is that Biden cannot deny it, and he's not. I don't understand why this guy stand continue condoning someone that is destroying this country. We don't have resources to keep all these immigrants that are coming from all over the world. Marianne, I, 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 I hear you. I have to step in because we're short on time. I hear you, and you are correct. Dave and Comac, Dave, you've got 20 seconds. Go right ahead. Hey, I was going to say the other day Curtis mentioned about the, uh, those, uh, what, those rec- three-wheelers? Yes. They really got to do something about that, because I remember calling and complaining about that, and the operator was more concerned with, oh, are you going to wait there for the police? They're doing something about it. Right. Like waiting for the police is going to help solve the problem. Well, Dave, you are correct. The police have to do something about it. But remember, that's where the police got into that situation in Yonkers with with the woman doing something about the mopads and the bikes. But you are correct. It has to go. Something has to give. Dominic Carter saying, folks, keep it right there. Frank Marano and the other side of Midnight is coming up right now. I will be back again tomorrow, same time, same station.